Hello, I'm Jim, and this is on the left side, the funny football show. There's a chance here immediately. Shane Long, what a start! Less than 10 seconds played, and Shane Long has stunned Watford. There is absolutely no question that right now the fight to claim the Premier League title is a two horse race. A two horse race that, if it were a real race involving real horses, would have experienced a severe casualty by now because one of the nags is having serious trouble staying on its feet. If Mohamed Salah was a thoroughbred, then the blinds would have been drawn and the 12 gauge pulled out long ago. He may be the Egyptian king to the Copites, but in a sport that is rife with cheating and diving, he is fast becoming the king of simulation. The Merseyside club kept up their challenge for a big shiny end of season pot last weekend with a 2-0 win over Cardiff, a win that was helped on its way by another, yet another, controversial penalty won by Mo. Granted, it was probably slightly more legitimate than most of his ill-gotten gains, but it didn't stop Cardiff manager Neil Warnock, a man with a chip on his shoulder so big he could have sorted the potato famine right out, from taking exception. I thought it was a soft one, really. We gave him an opportunity, didn't we? I think the end of it was a 9.9 .9 Tom Daly job. I don't think he could have got much higher off the, off the diving board, but I'm sure you'll be saying Warnock's a moaning so-and-so again. He's got a good point, hasn't he? Well, he's got two good points. He is a moaning so-and-so, and there was an element of overacting in that dive that Brad Pitt would have been proud of. But if you're asking the question who's been better at what they do, Warnock with his moaning or Mo Salah and his diving, there is only one winner, because Warnock has been first class this season. There was the time he suggested that Premier League refs had organised a vendetta against him, and the time he summed up his views on Brexit by saying, you know, I can't wait to get out of them, if I'm honest, and to hell with the rest of the world, eh? But I'm not even sure why that came up as a question. Both are quality moans, though, and that's what the Premier League does so well. It takes top talent like Warnock and puts it on a pedestal for all to see. And he's done himself proud. He's becoming a little bit like your offensive granddad, isn't he? He's increasingly cantankerous, increasingly right-wing, and increasingly believes that, because of his climbing age, it means he can ignore what those loony left liberal PC brigade think and say whatever he likes, even if it's a bit on the offensive side. A bit like his comment from a couple of years ago, after he came into the Sky Sports studios to watch Liverpool in action in the FA Cup. Probably disappointed that it's as cold in here as it is out there. I'm fine, I'm from Liverpool, it doesn't bother me, the cold lies. Right, they don't have windows there, do they? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy, that, mate. And it also doesn't really make any sense. It kind of works with something like running water or electricity. But windows? It's almost like saying, oh, have you got floors up north yet? Although not having windows could explain why the Liverpool fans tried to smash all the ones on the Manchester City team bus last season. We just didn't know what they were. Speaking of City, that's the other horse in the title race right now, there are accusations of foul play in their camp too. This time coming from the opposition manager ahead of the Manchester derby when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer accused Pep Guardiola's team of tactical fouling ahead of the game. When we win it, we've got to be ready for their aggression because they will snap at your ankles and heels and kick you. There will be fouls, absolutely no doubt about it. Tactical fouling just feels a bit dirty, doesn't it? Like a tactical chunder when you're out with your mates. You know it's against the rules, but you also know it's going to pay off dividends in the long run when you're jumping up and down to come on Arlene in razzers and thinking about grabbing a large donner with hot sauce on your way home. And because of that, 
Understandably, it was something that Pep Guardiola took a bit of exception to. This morning, uh, Solskjaer has said that he's preparing his side to receive lots of fouls from your team towards Manchester United. He said, so we are going to make faults to them? Yes. Uh, Did he mess- say that? Yeah. And that's a mess- 75% average or 65 or 70% average of the balls, how you do that? I never prepared a game since uh, my 10th season as a manager, thinking about these kind of things. Never. No, never, never, never. No, 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 no. Never, ever. Not Pep. No, never. No tactical fouling ever. Nope. Never would Pep use such underhand tactics. No, never, never, never. Let's put that to bed right now. In fact, I won't say another word on it. I won't for one moment dare to slander Guardiola's good name. We'll just move on. In fact... I think I'll watch a little bit more of that Manchester City documentary. You know, the, the all or nothing one. Where was they up to? In case you missed that, that was Mikel Arteta, Pep's assistant manager, instructing his midfield to foul the opposition to prevent breakaways. Well, this is awkward, isn't it? Tactical fouling or not, United could do very little to stop City in their title march on Wednesday night in the derby, and they lost 2-0, sending City back to the top of the table, which arguably a fair few United fans, given their hatred of Liverpool and reluctance to see them win the league, won't have been too disappointed about. Indeed, the Daily Mirror, choosing to ignore any real facts or any information in their sports reporting, which is in keeping with most of their output, claimed that one in five Manchester United fans would rather be relegated than see Liverpool win the league, which is total bollocks. There might have been few in the minority, like this United fan who took up that particular mantle and talk sport, who should probably consider changing their strap line to where idiots get on the radio for next season. Well, I've been supporting United since the 57 Cup final last Villa Man United. Wow. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I want City to win tonight and stop Liverpool. <laughs> really? That's unbelievable. What, even if they beat you 4-0? <laughs> if, if they beat us 8-0, I don't care. <laughs> if Liverpool win the Premiership, you'll never hear the flaming end of it. I mean, it's amazing how they even bothered, isn't it? Why did they even try and win? They've got so many old boys at United right now, they could have just played a veterans team and had a bit of fun, if that's what the fans really want. Personally, I don't get it. Maybe because my team doesn't really have that kind of rivalry with anyone else. Why would you ever want to see your team lose against one of your fiercest rivals? Mm-hmm. It's not just cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's cutting off your arm because you might read a book later and don't want to risk a paper cut. It is truly bizarre. One man, however, who would not have been happy with an 8-0 drumming at the hands of the noisy neighbours was Gary Neville, who in the wake of United's 4-0 embarrassment to Everton the weekend before, had some very stern words for some of the team on the old Trafford pitch. I've often said that if you've got weeds in the garden, you've got to get rid of them, but there's some Japanese knotweed at that football club, and it's attacking the foundations of the house that needs dealing with properly. There is a man who is pissed off. There is also a man who seems to know a fair bit about gardening, and let's be honest, The whole managing a football team thing didn't work out for him, so if he's looking for a gig post-Sky Sports, maybe we could have a Gary Neville TV gardening show. I think it could work. Hello, I'm Gary Neville and welcome to Gary's Gardens. Now this garden needs to clear out the dead wood if it's going to fulfil its potential, just like Manchester United. The middle is messy and it lacks control just like Manchester United. And whilst the owners have clearly spent money, they've spent it in all the wrong places, just like Manchester United. 
think with the right team though and a little bit of cash I could turn this round in no time just like Manchester actually no that's nothing like Manchester United is it they're fucked even if some TV exec did decide to make that show god forbid it still wouldn't be quite as weird as the other thing we've seen on our screens this week from another Manchester veteran because that award goes to Eric Cantona on the eve of the Manchester derby, whilst most ex-pros and legends were using their social media to share thoughts on their lineups or their team's changes or the impact on the game and the title race, Eric King Cantona posted something very different to his 605,000 Instagram followers. A video of a penis smashing an egg. But it's not just a video of a penis smashing an egg. It's a video of Eric Cantona, Manchester United legend, one of the greatest footballers ever with his head next to a screen on which a video of a penis smashing an egg plays. It's all quite confusing. Eric clearly wants us to see this video. But I don't know why. Is there a hidden meaning there? Is it a cry for help? Is it some seagull and trawler type metaphor? Here's what I took away from it. Just like many United fans right now, Eric has been pushed to the edge by recent performances. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that Eric would rather watch anything else, even a penis smashing an egg, than United play football right now. Or have we just learnt that you should never, never ever, ever have breakfast at Eric Cantona's house? Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening to On The Left Side, the funny football show. If you liked the football funny that you've heard over the last 10 minutes, make sure you click the subscribe button. It's in whatever app or thing you use to listen to your podcasts. Click subscribe. Tell us you want more episodes and every time a new show comes out, we will send it straight to you. There'll be another one next Monday and I'll see you then. Adios. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. 